spoiler alert. Oh, fuck. This is the only fucking podcast about the Sopranos. So what, no fucking ZD now? This week on No Fucking ZD, we're talking good Bialis, all that pancake and shit, and having an IQ of 136. It's been tested. It's museum quality work, I'll admit that. It's the season finale of No Fucking ZD. Welcome to No Fucking ZD. Yeah. The season five finale. Here we are. Wow. All right. Everyone take your places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's getting reclined. Uh, this is it. Um, the last episode of season five, guys. Another another good one. Uh, can we say that? A top. Think, a top episode. Uh, probably a top episode, honestly. I think it's a top finale, maybe. I mean, aside I, I was from about the... to say that, but I don't... I, how many times have we said that? Yeah, I don't... Well... At, at minimum four, I guess. <laughs> um, it's definitely one of my favorite episodes of the season. Probably my favorite season finale, I would say. At least like the last like ten to fifteen minutes are some of the best. It's like the best uh, uh, ending of a season, I would say. I I love it, and I think that this uh, episode and the previous episode, we're just gonna play with our mic stands yep. the whole time we record today. <laughs> we keep taking turns adjusting. Yep. Um, I think that this episode, in conjunction with the last episode, yes, is like one of the best endings to a season that you could ask for. Agreed, totally. Uh, other than you know, total darkness. Yeah, of course. It's the old bingo bango. The old, we got, <laughs> the, we got old, the bingo last week. <laughs> this was the bingo. Yeah, of yeah. course. That's a that's another Hitchcock term. I I imagine, right? It is. Yep. He always said McMuffins, bingo bangos. That's what he was going for. <laughs> that's, for how sure. make, that's how you make a movie. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he's I, very I, Italian. Th- this is. Th- I love this season finale because it like there's just so much room for this 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 true uh contremps as uh mm. as uh junior would say oh okay you know because yep. like we took care of some stuff last week i yep. can't remember yeah but there were some things that happened there's a lot of, a lot of heavy lifting last week and yeah. then this is a pretty simple episode really because they got got rid of most of the big things last week uh, with adriana and yeah. Carmela and Tony back together. But it's almost like you sort of forgot about Tony B. You know what I mean? Kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I, I and I love that it's it it really clamps down as like the main conflict. Yep. That's something that's like really just kind of a simple thing that's happening. Yeah. And that's what the episode is about. Yeah. Um yeah, pretty much the whole thing. There's some AJ stuff in there. Uh some fallout from the Adriana thing, but this is mostly a, a pure Tony episode. Right. Um and a really simple contained story, you know, aside from all the background we had to get through for the last 12 episodes. <laughs> the other, but, you six, know. other 64 episodes <laughs> right. to set all of this up. However. <laughs> this one moment. Right. Um, so actually, before we get going, mm-hmm. some some tough news today in mm-hmm. the uh, the actor's world. Yes. Um, John Hurd. John Hurd, Vin McKazian, Peter McAllister. Mm-hmm. He was also in Beaches and <laughs> Gladiator. He's in Gladiator? That's what I read. Oh. And I don't remember what the fuck he was in Gladiator, but I love that he was in Gladiator. <laughs> like, I don't remember that at all. Well, I, I haven't seen like, Gladiator in a long time. But. I don't know. I feel like he he certainly wasn't playing a Gladiator. Uh, no. I'm no. going to go way out on a limb and <laughs> just assume not. that. You know? Right, right. He might have played one of like the animals that came in. Don't they fight lions in that movie, or yeah, was that just yeah. in real life? I forget. Maybe he was the, um, the statuesque... 
uh, person in the chariot. Yeah, yeah. Who looks like a black woman. Yep. But that might have been him. John Hurt. <laughs> he John. was a chameleon, really. <laughs> he's yeah, quite he's the actor. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I mean, I feel like in a movie like Gladiator, you can't have John Hurt just like, you know, front and center because everyone goes, it's Peter McAllister. Yeah, he's very recognizable like that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. He's just got that fucking face. But I, I, I love how they like how they wrote about it. They still like make jokes about Peter McAllister being kind of a bad dad. It is like obituaries and stuff. Well, yeah. And all the profiles that, that I saw written, they're like, they're like, he played a uh, lovable yet forgetful, like LOL father, you know, <laughs> it's just like, Whoa, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I don't, I, I do remember the mom more from that movie, but I, yeah, I'll always remember him from that movie too. You know Oh I mean? yeah. Well, um, her name es- escapes me right at this moment. Cat- Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara. That's yeah. right. Um, a very, very Italian name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that's, totally. That's really Irish. <laughs> she's always making very spicy meatballs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's a real, she's, she's, she's a real Celt. Yeah. But yeah, she went on to do like a ton of other stuff that was more in my orbit. But John Hurd, man, he was fucking cool. And Vin McKazian was a great character. He, he was really one, was. He was one of the first guys outside of Tony in that show that had some real depth to him that they really got into the yeah. nitty gritty of you know what i mean true yeah with uh i forget the woman's name now but the madam knowing all about uh we're gonna forget all women's names for yeah. this episode <laughs> exactly um but yeah he, he was an amazing character uh a great ending to his story there and mm-hmm. and then and it was mm-hmm. a he was a pretty big character too i mean he let tony know about pussy which kind of set a lot of stuff off in motion there and um yeah totally yeah and and yeah well his his suicide there up on the bridge is just incredibly iconic and him just yeah. peeping the horn and going crazy and uh, you know he was re- he was really fucking good man he was, he was yeah. super believable um also as peter McAllister. right i was like really th- those two that's the bingo bango for that is him. The bingo bango yeah um yeah i mean and we just saw him just a couple weeks ago in, in the test stream episode so uh he's uh he was still bringing us some joy years later oh um, yeah i love how he made a reappearance there yeah you know what i was thinking too when i was uh someone referred to him as finn mckazian online and i realized that maybe one of the reasons he was in tony's dream is because their names are so close but i don't know that's just a weird thing that I'm huh. thinking of now. I don't know. Who knows? But anyway, John Hurd was amazing. He was really good. Um, Sharknado. Shark, I mean, Sharknado, yeah. I think just the first one, or maybe it was the second one. I don't remember now. Uh, white Chicks. Uh, white Chicks, yes, yes. I, I've heard a lot of stories about just people running into him here in the city and him just being a pretty down-to-earth guy. I think he's maybe lived in L.A. too or split his time, but um, uh, uh, rest in peace regardless. Yeah. Thanks for the memories. I thought you were going to say see you at the crossroads. I mean, do well, you not say that about real people? I, yeah, I feel, well... You know what? Yes, John Hurd was the other crossroads. But the other crossroads. <laughs> yeah, the non-imaginary not the one. Fictionary, <laughs> not the fictional ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Uh, well, okay. Well, all right. So that was uh, so first Adriana, now John Hurd. It's been tough. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been a tough. It's week. been a tough week. Yeah. Um, it's interesting how, you know, it, it it shows you how kind of how long ago the show started. You know what I, I mean? Know. Like we're rewatching it. It feels like today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I disagree with whoever mentioned that they felt like it didn't stand the test of time. Like I, I watch these later episodes, especially, and it feels really recent. Mm-hmm. But the show's from a while ago. Did you know that it ended ten years ago? It's crazy. Yeah, I, totally I, crazy. I had no idea. I know. Like you see people now just talking about like him killing himself. Uh, like you know, and then yeah. comments will complain that, that there were no spoiler alerts, and it's kind of like well. That episode aired in 1999. Yeah, <laughs> like it's been ex- a long time. And, and we also, yeah, exactly. That's that's one reason. I, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, except maybe like at the beginning. But 
um, like at the beginning of the pod mm-hmm. uh, in its Genesis, the Genesis book of NFZ. Right. Um, chapter one, verse cha- one. Chapter one, verse one. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Right. You know, like we decided like at the very beginning, if you haven't seen the show, then like, I'm really sorry, but yeah, we're, we're going to talk about stuff that happens in the future. There's no way not to do it. The first two words of, of our podcast are spoiler alert. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. But I remember, like, I remember trying to just cut things out because we would mention that like Adriana died in season five and I was like, oh no, we can't spoil it for people. But yeah. now, we'll, you know, we'll, well, we'll, we keep, well, it just, it just, I mean, you were spending like most of your time trying to cut out spoilers anyway. Yeah. So it was just like <laughs> fucking after a while. About anything. About Any it. pop culture reference. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just cut exactly. Out, <laughs> exactly. I hear they're bringing the McRib back. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to cut this out now. Great. Oh, Great. Yeah, there's no way. Uh, people know now, of course, but there was no way. I'm glad that we've 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 just expanded it. And, uh, you know, yeah. and, and now we're, we've gotten to a lot of the stuff. So, hey, I hey, mean, we've worked our way up. We have. You know, we, we have we indeed. paid our dues. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, that was Bill Simmons who said that it didn't stand the test of time. And Bill Simmons will still be on your show. <laughs> so yeah. just let us know. Or we'd have you we'll on come... this show. Whatever. Yeah, or that. yeah. We if have he's... refreshments. Mm-hmm. We do. If you want to want to come to New York. Yeah. Um, we... He doesn't live. He probably lives in L.A. He lives in L.A. Yeah. Everybody definitely. seems to live in L.A. I know. I guess yeah. we got to move. All right. We're going to pause the podcast, move to L.A. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back <laughs> okay. on the beach. Actually, we decided to land back in New York. It turned out once we got to LA, we realized that everyone actually lives in New York. Right. <laughs> so, so now we're back in New York. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of edit points there. Yeah, uh, but okay. So, so I I on the ball. Here. All right, here we go. I promised myself. I am the tiger. Right. Um, <laughs> I am the tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, I mean, again, it's it's it is a very fairly simple episode. Um, yep. uh, it starts off with uh, John and Phil and uh, Jimmy, who will uh, who will be a rat by the end of the episode. I love uh, going to visit Billy Leotardo in the morgue, as one does. <laughs> we all go visit our loved ones in the morgue. Oh man! And this, but this is when Philly Leotardo's character starts to bloom a little bit as the like nasty fuck that he truly is. You yeah, know what I mean? It does. Yeah. We start to see him like become very, very dark and emboldened, yes. and stuff like that. And I mean, clearly he had an axe to grind beforehand, but now he's just like, you know, I, I. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> he, like, yeah. I mean, he's kind of like they kind of portray him like he's like the shark in Jaws in this episode, just constantly coming towards the boat. You know, every other scene is him just closing in further and further on on Tony's people. Yeah. Um. You know, it starts off with Christopher, and they uh they kind of threaten Joanne there. Um. Joanne Moltisanti. For, yeah, and, formerly uh, Blundetto is her is her maiden name Blundetto. Why do I think there's a Joanne Blundetto on the show? Um, like, is she related to Tony B in some way? Yeah, they're cousins. Yeah, they are directly right or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I think so because uh, yeah, yeah, I think I uh, well, go way out on a limb and say yeah. Okay, well, good. Because <laughs> well, at um at at uh, Hughes Barbecue, Hughes birthday party, they see, he uh, he calls her cuz. He calls her cuz. Yeah. And she says, probably started drinking right after you got up. Right, 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 right. Um, Yeah, Phil is kind of like the, uh, he's the one-track mind monster of the episode, kind of walking around like Frankenstein, looking a little bit like Frankenstein, just generally. But, um, you know, (laughs) he goes... This kid. He goes and threatens uh, uh, Christopher's mother with Christopher in the house there. um, Because, you know, he's... uh, He's he's out for blood. He wants to do an eye for an eye thing. If you kill one of my family members, I'm going to kill one of yours. And so naturally, Christopher is the sacrifice bunt, as they say. The lo- yeah, the logical sacrifice right. bunt. I love how I love how they brought Hesh back just to like clue us in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Someone in the writers' room was like, "Wait, this is too confusing." <laughs> you know <laughs> what I mean? Here, yeah. um, but the interesting thing, though, to me, is that first of all, that scene's incredible. 
I mean, I love the woman that plays Chrissy's mom mm-hmm. now. I mean, in season two or whatever, it was like a little not like whoever they had wasn't as exciting. There's been yeah, there's been two at least, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but um, this woman is amazing, mm-hmm. and you know, let go of my hand. <laughs> but she's pretty tough, you know. Like she she doesn't she doesn't wilt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She knows what's going on. She's been around this. She's been around the around the bases. I don't know mm-hmm. what you say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her second rodeo. It's her second rodeo. Mm-hmm. Certainly not her first. No. Nope. Um, and uh, I love how Phil Leotardo says, "I'm going to take that disc man <laughs> and ram it up your box." <laughs> it's like what it's a, a guy's mother. What a nice thing to say. And, and, yeah. I, and the other guy does think that Phil's going too far. It's yeah, actually yeah. it's it's telling. You know. Yeah. Clearly, everybody in New York knows that Phil is emotional. It, overly emotional. Overly. Well, yeah. yeah overly. We're all emotional. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but, uh, but, uh, he, you know, it, it's just one of those little clues that, that people in New York are like, uh, come on, relax. You yeah. know, I mean, even John in that first scene at the morgue kind of tries to get him to reel it in a little, a little bit, but well, because Phil's talking out of school at the morgue. Yes. Yeah. There's law enforcement there. Well, that's, that's a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that, but True. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. True. And that's Very still putting true. pressure on John to to take action, right? Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, you know, when they go and beat up Benny, they don't kill him, mm-hmm. and Benny's not made, mm-hmm. we think, or he could be, but he's certainly lower on the totem pole than Chris. Yeah, he's definitely so not they, made at this point. Were they trying to kill Chris, or were they just trying to beat him up and find out where Tony B is? Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I feel like maybe they would have beat him up first and tried to get it out of him and then yeah. potentially killed him. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if they would have done it right there. Do you think in his mom's house they would have killed him? Certainly not on the walk. Yeah, yeah, probably not. <laughs> and Phil's walking around with the, with the cane and all the ice on the ground and stuff. Can't really run. Uh, I don't know. That's because true. they walk up and he's like, check the windows. So they're they're just trying to see if he's at least there. Right. Um, but Tony, And then Chris looks through the window and they don't notice. I know, I know. Yeah, that that, that guy with Phil is maybe not cut out for this <laughs> he doesn't he's he's yeah. not doing his job no um he's worried about politeness too much yeah i mean tony and and the guys are certainly worried that someone's gonna get killed so clearly i, I would I, maybe i think i think they would have if they didn't find tony b after a certain amount of time they definitely would have killed him and i'm not sure how much time has gone by between episodes i mean last episode it was like the beginning of fall and now it's full-on winter so uh, I don't really know how long he's been in hiding, so maybe they were about to. I mean, possibly. Yeah, I mean, who knows? It's, I mean, it's, 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 it could have gone either way, but the fact is that, um, well, he was threatened, so there's that. Right. I'm, I'm forgetting that. Um, he was threatened, but he's staying with his mother in the sit down. You mean in the in the sit down in the previous yeah, yeah, episode? Yeah. yeah. Right. Um. So anyhow. Yeah. Um. They're definitely trying to tighten the screws. I mean, that's for sure. Well, hard. I mean, mean, there's all this stuff going on at the port. We had this, you know, the Vespa scooters went missing mm -hmm. in the last episode. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so they're clamping down a little bit, but this stuff is really ramping up. Um, In this episode, they're, you know, uh, Carlo lost some imported provolone, (laughs) just like liquid gold, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, And all this stuff. I, I, I can't imagine having to, I mean, the New York family, like, ostensibly could totally cut off so much money coming into the New Jersey family, right? Like they're, yeah. it's a much bigger family. Yes, definitely. They have, and their business ties probably, you know, or the business ties that they have together. I mean, it's probably not too hard for, for Johnny Sack to, to, you know, sew the money bag shut or whatever. Probably not. Yeah. But I still think, I mean, 
for the most part, Tony's their guy at the port getting them in, right? right I mean, right. I, I think that they, they still need the connections. It's definitely smarter to keep the connections financially wise. Um, financially wise. You know? Yeah. And Johnny lives in New Jersey now. Like, he might not want to cause that much of a disruption. And That's true. And I think, on, I mean, we'll see, we've seen the last scene, and on some level, he still respects Tony. So, I mean, uh, I well, mean, that'll yeah. go so far, I guess, but... Well, especially when you're in jail. Yeah, right. True. Uh, that's the tough thing. I mean, I guess we'll get there, but right. Um, yeah, the, yeah. Well, I mean, I think they could, but um, I mean, Tony obviously has connections to other New York guys off screen because I mean, in, in the finale, there's that the seat the series finale that other boss comes. I don't think we've ever met at uh, up until that point. Yeah. But, um. So Tony has friends elsewhere, and I'm sure that like. It's a big enough operation that the New York is getting a nice cash flow from Jersey and maybe vice versa. And totally. it's like mutually beneficial. And so the Esplanade is in New Jersey. Yeah. Well, oh, that too. That too. That's, I mean, that's the big, big one, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's, it's probably, it's like we, you don't want to fire someone because it costs more money to hire a new person. <laughs> I'm sure that's, they, that's what, they, that's what we go through every week. Yeah, <laughs> we, I know. we always try to fire each other, but it doesn't happen. It's just, it's like too expensive to find a new Evan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I, you know, the NFC health insurance is doing well for me. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. Go, go small business. Yep. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I mean, the New Jersey crew is definitely getting sick of it because they are like Carlo are getting they're getting. I mean, Vito complains that that his operations are getting squeezed a little bit. Oh, and, yeah, totally. Uh, and so there's there's mutiny almost on, in the Soprano crew. Yeah. Well, that birthday dinner is a really interesting thing. Yeah. First of all, Chrissy decides to lamb it. He's not there. Fair. I guess um, I love that they that the cut from right before the birthday is is uh, is uh, Raymond's giving a tape to yeah. uh grosso yes agent grosso yeah yep. who has gained weight he has. which is a nice touch yeah. <laughs> he's, he's been promoted to being in a car drinking coffee yep yep <laughs> eating whatever something out of tinfoil whatever it is i don't know yeah because that's what but, you do you have a meeting you eat yeah you know um, <laughs> it's nice actually yeah and i but i love the way that raymond deals with the feds like when he when he tried when he like submits expense reports to the feds yeah. <laughs> as a rat like that shit's amazing you know <laughs> Yeah. I, I wish I had the stones to do that more like in my regular like legal life. I know. Yeah. Um, some petty but, cash. Yeah. But it's so it's Raymond's birthday. But Raymond, I th maybe Raymond is like the slipperiest of all of them because he clearly has no problem playing both sides the whole time. Not you know at all. I, mean? I know. You don't see Raymond tearing up. He's a fucking rock. Yeah. It's crazy. And yeah. then I love that Larry Parisi's there. Me too. Because he's fucking hilarious and he's a, a total smart ass. Yeah. And he somehow just decided to like ignore his house arrest to go to a birthday party. Well, for the party he does, but then when Betty's in the hospital, yeah. Yeah, he, <laughs> he can't go because of his house arrest, yeah, exactly. which is a great comic and touch. And then the, like one of the very next scenes, he's at Satriel's eating a sandwich complaining. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a perfect Sopranos joke. Yeah. Well, it, it's also not surprising that he, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's just, he's, he's, he he's a great ball buster like in the in that really weird scene where all of the new jersey dudes uh are getting arrested where they have like the pov of the fbi like banging oh, yeah, on the yeah, door yeah, yeah. he's like i get that he's like the guy has his badges he's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> <laughs> just does not give a fuck no it's great but i love larry to, boy i love to see him um I love that he calls Raymond an asshole. The ancient Romans had a word a for one. it. That's yeah, a good one, yeah. It is a good one. It's like, <laughs> but it's not, like, it's a better lead up than punchline. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. In a way. You think you have something, like, a little more creative than asshole. Yeah. But that's that's it. That's as far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. Which is 
appropriate yeah. for this guy. Yeah, totally. Um, but that dinner is generally awkward. I like that we get our first taste of arrogant Vito, mm-hmm. who is like slowly but surely on the rise. Yeah. Um, and it gets capped off by his weight loss when he starts. He like he starts to break Eugene's balls later on about like wearing members only and stuff. Like this is the beginning of him like right having this bigger opinion about things. He's he's feeling emboldened. He got away with the uh, the Findotrolio stuff, and now <laughs> yeah. I guess he just he feels he can say all this kind of stuff at yeah. dinner. Yeah, totally. I like that Tony. Tony hears what he says, right? I mean, they're all complaining about Tony not being there and that he's not doing enough as the boss, and right. then Tony just suddenly is in the room like. We can put it together that he's definitely heard. He heard what Vito said, right? Yeah, yeah. And and he like puts his hand on his shoulder, and I like that he calls him Vito Misto. I think that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> like that's great. Um, but yeah, he certainly hears it. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think that Vito knows it. You know what I mean? But yeah. like Tony's also smart enough to know that like everybody's pissed. Yeah. And then in the end, he realizes that it's for the right reason. Well, he he knows what he has to do. He just, he's ignoring it because, you know, I mean, uh, he feels obviously very guilty. And right. I mean, we've talked about it at length, but, yeah. um, you know, he doesn't, he's he's not prepared to do what he wants to do um, or what he has to do as far as Tony B goes. And it's, it's, uh, yeah. it's going to cause yeah. all kinds of problems and it just keeps getting worse. And finally, in that great scene, Silvio has to sit him down and probably Silvio's best scene, the, the yeah. all due respect scene where we get the oh, yeah. title of the episode. Um, love, love, love that scene. Me too. Uh, Steven Van Zant. I mean, he's not necessarily an Oscar winning actor, but he, he did a great job as his character and he's great in that scene. Yeah. This scene really, I think is his his big moment yeah for sure he's really good i mean it we don't see him stand up to tony in a way that's as open Mm -hmm. as he is you know he he has a nice touch in this scene where he actually gets tony to listen to him yeah and he makes it totally believable yeah and he does it he does it the right way i mean you know he, he doesn't step over too much and i mean i guess you could say anything after all due respect is going to kind of be uh like all due respect is kind of a catch all for when you want to say something that's maybe not respectful. Yeah. <laughs> but he's, he does it right. You know I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, and I think he gets through to Tony, whether Tony wants to hear it or not. Yeah. Um, he does. I mean, well, one of the things also is that like, let's go back to the speech that he gives at the birthday dinner. Yeah. Cause first of all, he, he gives a speech and then he leaves, which is yes. great. And he says, right. he's got a thing to go to. He just goes home and eats chicken parm. Yeah. Um, which is what I'm doing. If I say I have a thing to go to, <laughs> um, either that or, you know, every time we cancel the podcast for the week, I'm like, I got a thing. And I'm just at home. <laughs> my, my, my tie loosened. <laughs> chicken parm. Um, but he gives that speech and he says, you know, I'm talking torture, you know? Right. And he does all, he like really, he's so heavy with the grease gun and he just like goes really hard on this stuff. And I'm going to maintain that they never said torture. You know, I think that John was kind of um, egging Tony on a little bit by saying, Phil's going to do it his way. You know what I mean? Yeah, probably. But, well, I don't know. I mean, but the thing is, in that scene, um, Tony kind of deliver delivers it like some sort of press secretary you know what i mean <laughs> yep and um i mean current events aside like, <laughs> i just mean a general press secretary like sensationalizing right right and um it's sort of fake news that's that's all i'm saying and and it is and i partially know because silvio they cut to silvio right when he says that and silvio kind of like looks away and he looks down like yeah uh, I, I i agree i mean he's he's definitely saying it's a calm people down probably knowing that it's not all the truth and no. also knowing that like 
Uh, I mean, do you think he would think twice about giving up like Eugene Ponacorvo if, if he did the same thing? Probably not. No, of course you know? not, I mean, because he's not his cousin that he felt guilty about forever. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Which is really just him feeling bad for himself in a lot of ways. You know, just yeah. feeling just you know he's it's it's this continuation of asking if he's a toxic person or not. You know, he wants someone to just be like, no, 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 everything you do is justified. It's cool. Don't worry about it. You yeah, know, totally. But, um, but the truth is, he's going against like all all of his principles in this situation, right? Because what he's doing is just playing bad for business yeah, yeah and that's that's what he cares about uh when it's someone else's problem right you know right. and so all of these guys are kind of calling bullshit because he's a, i think he's a good boss i agree you know? yeah it's, it seems like people make money he keeps his eye on the ball but in this situation it's kind of just like what the fuck you know what i mean right yeah he's uh he's he's procrastinating he's putting it off um he goes to all different people for advice i mean first to junior uh who's just officially maybe off the rails at this point tell phil it's yeah. <laughs> a hilarious scene it is it is uh and it's it's a big warning sign that tony just kind of misses he's just kind of thinking like you know i don't think he's even still now realizing how serious it is i mean right. i guess next episode he will when junior finally just shoots him at the stomach but uh, yeah i mean that's the that's the interesting thing is that this is one of the only we don't get a lot of these in the sopranos where in a season finale mm-hmm. there's something that's like a, a, a sort of a segue into something in the next season yeah, or if we do, I mean, it's just usually it's like super subtle because I yeah. mean, even yeah, that'll come up. Um, it's ironic uh, that Junior is finally actually Stunad, mm. and he can't stand trial because it's, yeah. because Mel had a stroke. Yeah, true. And it's funny how like that that scene starts out and and so and Corrado is like. Like, can you believe he had a stroke? It's terrible. He's younger than me. And then he's like, but here's the good news. Right. This is why, this is why I wanted you to come over so I could tell you. <laughs> They're going to have to like postpone my trial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's pure Sopranos. Yeah. Like, whatever that, whatever that is. Yeah, you know? big time. Um, so, yeah, Junior's no help. He mm-hmm. goes to Melfi. Uh, <laughs> yeah, which is great. <laughs> which, yeah, I mean, he's looking for Melfi to help him with this advice as well. And she obviously can't. And she throws her hands up in the air. She goes, come on. Right. And which, she, which is good. He deserves it. Yeah. I mean, and he's, and she's kind of realizing what she'll eventually realize at the end of the series. You know, it's really come, becoming clear for her at this point that like, there's nothing she can do to help Tony. And she's starting, she's starting to get frustrated with it. Right. I think here's where like that story really kind of starts. The, the seeds are planted for that where Melfi's just realizing that as long as they can't really talk about what's going on in his life, she can never be of any help to this guy. I think that you're totally right. You know? Um, it's another little kind of seed that's planted for the next season. Right. Um, but he's still, even in that scene, at least he kind of recognizes that this is his fault. I mean, I love that. I love that line where he says, it's my mess. All my decisions were wrong. One of the one of the lines I think about a lot for some strange reason. It'll just pop up into my head occasionally when I make a million mistakes at work. I'm just like, oh, Jesus. <laughs> All the decisions I made were wrong. <laughs> well, what he said, I mean, but that that line is actually huge, though. Yeah. Because don't forget, he also talks about the co- the Coach Marinara dream. Right. And true. how he has this one of those recurring dreams, you know, and like he, you know, he talks about, how, you know, how basically shares that for the first time. Yeah. And um, so when he says all my decisions were wrong, I think that at face value, one might think, oh, yeah, he he fucked up in terms of Tony B. But he's kind of also saying all my, like all my decisions were wrong. That's a good point. Yeah, I didn't think about that. True. Very yes. true. Yes. <laughs> cool. Points, Evan. 28 minutes in. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, very true. I mean, that's a, that's a really good point. But um, 
ultimately has to leave the you know she can't help him with with the tony b situation either and then and she won't i love how she like she used to kind of be like let's let's bite into this right what can you tell me you know what i mean and she's just like okay like go like just you that you got to deal with that right this is your problem this is yeah this is going nowhere yeah um so he winds up at polly's <laughs> this is like his third stop on the way of looking for some kind of advice or justification yes and uh we get a great closing punchline i guess to the um to the pile my painting here with him discovering in polly's house yeah it's 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 a wonderful scene because he goes in to their he, he goes in he, he goes into there he goes into mm-hmm. polly's condo mm-hmm. by the way i love the touch that he has a condo and it's like carpeted and tidy and stuff yes, like that of course. not a modern look um <laughs> but he uh he goes into polly's condo ready to talk about like the unrest and he's like doing his diligence as boss mm-hmm. and he's probably going to make excuses for himself but he comes in like it's not hat in hand but he's he's got a kind of a uh an empathetic attitude uh, to Polly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's he like, I in. heard, I heard he had some things. Let's talk about it. You yeah, know? and it's, I mean, he doesn't even know if it was necessarily just Polly. He's kind of just going to Polly here because yeah. still made a mention about um guys that have you know guys are complaining, even guys who've worked with your father. And Tony assumes that's Polly, even well, though it's everybody. But you know, no one worked with his father. Uh, well, Hesh well, did, I guess. But yeah. Well, Polly was around, right? That's what I mean. Like no one other than sorry, I meant no one other than oh, Hesh oh, and yeah. Polly. Right? Yeah, it's it not like, like Eugene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eugene's mad. He says this isn't the way your dad ran the crew. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Right. Uh, but he goes in there. Polly. Polly does the. Uh, he does a nice poor me thing that the Tony never comes to visit him anymore, and uh, you know, and plays that card, plays the guilt trip card there. He's a pro. Yeah, he is a pro. Um, and then Tony sees this painting, and I think that it's supposed to. I mean, he's watching that military show early in the episode yep. about, uh, you know, about, I forget the general now. I think it's Rommel. Um, and Rommel. He, I think, you know, it's 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 another example of, of these characters watching TV, whether it's the History Channel or a fictional movie, and just kind of assuming, uh, thinking of themselves as being... Uh, oh, yeah. in the in the story or having an arc, you know, and that their life is a little bigger than it is. Well, and this is vintage Tony with the History Channel, you know, in the yeah. World War II and stuff where he gets that kind of thousand yard stare and he's just like, right. Uh, he's like he relates to it in some way. And to have yeah. someone else call him a general, I think that's the final justification he needs to, yeah. to kill Tony B. It's it's. You know, he's he's looking and looking and looking for someone to tell him that yes, you can do this. It's okay. We understand. You know, I th- you know he he wants to feel like it's he doesn't have to feel guilty about it, or he wants someone to get rid of the guilt. Right. Well, but also what's complicating it is his relationship with Johnny Sack. True. Definitely. Where, where definitely. He, where he's definitely caught up in that. Where he. He's like a teenager who like whose mom says that he has to do something and he's like, no, like no matter yeah. how good of an idea it is. Right. And he doesn't like, you know, as Sil said, it's about you don't want to take shit from John. Yeah. Which is a beautifully constructed sentence. <laughs> I, got, I mean, I'm serious. Like that's a really well written line because yeah. it's so botched grammatically, but really, really like, you know. It's about you don't want to take shit from John. Right. <laughs> uh, it is. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. is. It's that. And, and it's, it's I guess, the guilt and everything. But ultimately, this painting and hearing that someone has, uh, that someone thinks of him as a general, whether it's true or not. I mean, right. I don't think. I mean, maybe Polly does. But I think he's mostly just blowing smoke up his ass. Yep. Um, but that's it. I mean, that's that helps him make that decision there. Because I, I now it's right. like, okay, I have a good reason to do it. Sure. I'm a general. I have to do this. It's not. He can. You can forget about all the years of feeling guilty about Tony B going to prison and 
and then make his decision here, which is... And that's the excuse that a lot of people make for stuff all the time in, yeah. in the mob. They, it's business. It's, it's this. It's we're that. soldiers. Right. We're soldiers, Adriana. Right, when right, are you right. get that? You know what I mean? Right. And I think that he, in that moment when he's looking at the painting, when he takes... This poor painting, by the way. I, want, <laughs> I really want to know where it is. Yeah. Um, we should buy that. Or at least get like a really high res... We've talked about this, but I'd, I'd kill for like a high res like photo of that just to get printed yeah um but he uh when he that amazing shot where he's staring at the at the painting and like the van morrison kicks in yeah you know and he has that sort of realization and it's that really amazing like tight shot of his like kind of squishy melon yeah. and, <laughs> and he, like he you know you can see that he realizes something and i was thinking in the moment when i was watching it that Oh, you know, he just, he realizes what he has to do, mm -hmm. but I think that he's always known what he has to do. And, and this is clearly like, and I, for me, it was a surprise when he shot Tony B mm -hmm. for the record when I, I don't know if it was for everybody. So it, it was still just like, I, I don't know what's going to happen, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I, I, I assumed when I first saw that, that it was, you know, he was realizing what he has to do and maybe that means turn him into Phil, whatever, mm. but what it really is is probably now that you mention it, him thinking in terms of like being a general, yeah, yeah, and being like, okay, great, like I have no responsibility to humanity. This is what I got to do. Yeah, I think that's exactly it. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, um, and so he does it. I th I was surprised. I think. I mean, I guess you kind of realize at that point that it's definitely going to happen. But that scene is, you, you, yeah. I mean, it's 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 surprising when it first happens when when oh, he yeah. just walks around the corner there and. Uh, and takes him out. It's gruesome. <laughs> it's super gruesome, and it's really sad. But mm -hmm. it's 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 a really well put together sequence mm -hmm. with the Tony, music and the, the the music and and I love the groceries, yeah. the grocery bags that say Hometown Pride on them. You know, <laughs> it's just because that's kind of what they're about. Yep, <laughs> a little definitely. bit. <laughs> and are we supposed to assume that Tony B has been taking care of those chickens? Honestly, is he really? I mean, are they just <laughs> are they just running the farm at this point? This is a good question, actually, because when Uncle Pat left, there's. First of all, there's no way, I mean, I guess when he when he was still living there, he could have been taking care of them. Mm. What do I know? But when he left, he wouldn't have just left the chickens there. I, I guess. I mean, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to run a farm. Um, someone yeah. tell us. If you're on farm listening, <laughs> tell us Tell us how we do chickens. I'd be curious about that. Tell us how much, How like, could if they just had been left there, could they survive? Mm -hmm. My guess is no. Probably not. They, and you know yeah. and they, they got no sense of direction you know right they're on, they're on, they're, on, <laughs> they're on their way to they're on the way to food town or whatever the fuck and now now look where they wound up <laughs> yeah that's one of the great chris lines from way back on the thanksgiving, thanksgiving episode yeah, that's a good one. think about turkeys they got no sense of direction <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one um so yeah i mean uh tony b's out we'll see you at the crossroads tony b the fictional crossroads of course different yeah um and uh and so that uh we'll we'll, we'll take a little break now and come back but um but yeah, it's just, it's again, it's good, simple storytelling. I like that it's kind of like a weird, bizarro version of the hero story where there's like yeah. this call to action at the beginning uh, that Tony kind of ignores. The stakes keep getting raising higher and higher every time Phil shows up, like this monster. Yep. Um, Tony goes to mentors looking for advice, can't get it, and finally like makes the decision he knew he had to make the whole time, which yep. is usually in most stories a triumphant moment. But of course, in, in The Sopranos, it's that's Tony committing a murder <laughs> and then, yeah. and then and, like feeling and, good about it. And it's, you know? and it's his cousin. And right. One thing that I wanted to bring up before we take a break, um, is that like, you know, you were talking about kind of people, you know, 
getting past the point of no return in the previous episode. Mm. And um, I think that that officially happens for a couple of people to to a, a, another extent in this episode. Mm. It happens to Chris when he's getting rid of Adriana's stuff. Yep. He has there's that shot of him like looking back into his apartment and then leaving and he's like my life is different forever basically like he's he's saying goodbye to something that he cares about. Mm-hmm. That apartment that he's been in forever and and Adriana and whatever. Um and then there's the, there's a very similar shot with Tony. I think it's when he's leaving the like the front porch of Uncle Pat's house. Yes. He kind of takes that last look back. And this is this is another precursor to Tony's like descent into total darkness. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Totally. These two episodes together, I think. Yeah. yeah definitely, definitely. For sure. And and uh, I guess we'll talk more about that as it goes on. But it's just one more thing that's con- going to contribute to the like the sad Tony thing. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll talk about that in the second half because he's definitely becoming more isolated. Yes. So let's talk a little sure. bit about that um, when we come back. This is no fucking ZD. WZTI. <laughs> No fucking ZD is brought to you by the fancy spancy deli. You know, the kind with the Italian name, but you can't find a fucking meatball in the whole joint. Welcome back to your no fucking ZD finale or talk. What are we talking about again? Some some show finale. Yeah, finale show. Show called finale. The finale guys. That's who we are this week. The finale man. Speaking of the 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 housing man, the build the build a man. Carmela's got a new project. She does. She's starting on that spec house. It, this whole thing is just such like rich person masturbation, you know, like, yeah. wow, three stories. Oh my God. <laughs> she's basically built. First of all, she's building a McMansion. She brings in a world renowned McMansion architect. Is, is he supposed to be world renowned? Well, one? she's like, he's responsible for those, those, well, what, what do you call it? It's up on Crestview or whatever. Oh, like the development stuff. Yeah. Well, the architect and like, yeah, it's just it's it's just funny because they're such an eyesore and, and she's gonna build more yeah <laughs> the mcmansion man uh she's gonna attempt it at least does she finish it in the end we'll have to see we'll get there i guess well, she sort of has she does but sort of like, yeah it's like made out of gingerbread crackers or Basically. something by the time they're done <laughs> yeah you think you think hugh DeAngelis would be, would be better at this but uh i guess it's her mostly well both of these families have some problems mm-hmm. let's be honest that's true that's um, true but yeah, Carmela's got her spec house going, and I guess we don't learn too much about it. But she is uh, distracted from some of this this business that's going on. Mm. She finds out that Adriana's missing, but clearly she is mostly focused on her house, right? Which is nice for her, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, she's going to focus on the Adriana thing a little bit, but yeah, we kind of all know where that ends up. Yep. Um, she 
but she's 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 curious here. Um, well, and- she 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 has that phone call with Chris that is hilarious. She says, "Stiff me on the club. Didn't show up for work. Yeah. Place is rudderless." <laughs> <laughs> the old crazy horse. Some nice light moments in this episode that are really mm-hmm. funny. You know, it's uh, it's also funny that's or really kind of disturbing, I guess, that Chris is going through and finding all her jewelry and then later complains that he has to be on the lam so he can't even hawk jewelry right jewelry yeah, right yeah, now yeah. and it's all from Adriana. Uh, R.I.P. It's just disturbing as fuck. The whole <laughs> thing. Yeah. And, 100%. Uh, and Carmela, you know, it's kind of, it reminds me of the, the fingernail from last season finale where Carmela finds a fingernail, doesn't know it's Valentina's, but thinks it's Irina's or thinks it's someone else from, from the Bing, maybe like right. she, she has a lot of the information, but not enough to really put it all together, you know? Yeah, totally. She, she knows that Adriana is now missing quote unquote. Uh, and then remembers back to way back at the beginning of the season when Adriana got really drunk and tried to run out of the house and fell down. And, yep. um, so she's thinking now that maybe there was just another guy in the picture. Um, Tony's like, you never really know with people. I know. You know, Tony plays it totally straight. You know, it's, it's really crazy what a good liar he is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's, she's seeing uh, little bits and pieces here, but again, not enough to really figure it out. And I'm not sure, would she ever really blame Tony for that? I mean, Mm. I don't know if she, I don't know if she ever blames him directly for it. I'm assuming. No, I don't think so. She would just assume that Christopher did it, I guess, right? I mean, she sort of even confronts him next season. Yeah, because Tony, Tony would never do something like that. Yeah, right. Well. Even though he does. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, her, her thoughts right now, I, I guess she believes Christopher for the most part. Um, but. And she gives him that really, like, the, the cliche, like, Chris, Chris, there's other fish in the sea. Like, I have news for you. You know, it's just like, I know. Uh, okay. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for all the help, Carmela. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, she's very happy to be working on the house. Um, whether or not she's happy Tony's back, we don't really know, but she's definitely happy that she's getting something out of it. Um, hey, it's working for yeah, her. I like know. that she sits on the couch with him and uh, does a little cuddle time, but then goes upstairs. Then when she gets in bed with her architecture plans, she's wearing <laughs> this like sexy nighty, and it's I know it, it's kind of like a little masturbation scene. <laughs> yeah, basically. That's <laughs> you know? so yeah, she's like getting. It's like that scene from Forty Year Old Virgin, yeah. <laughs> where he like lights a candle and he gets in bed with his pornography. Yeah, she gets in there with her uh, her you know blueprints from the Blueprint Man. She's looking at the the his and hers room and. And, you know, oh. snuggling up with it, which I love. And then later she gets into bed with Tony and she's a lot more buttoned up. Her nightgown is, you know, there's no cleavage. It's, oh, that's it's, a good point. You know, but with, uh, so with Tony there, she's like, yeah, a little, still, still a little skeeved out. But, with, <laughs> but the plans, that's, that's, she gets hot and heavy. There's some hot plans. They are hot plans. I mean, it's, it's, uh, that, that house doesn't seem great. I mean, the plot of land looks beautiful, you know. Very much. I gotta Very say. Very much so. In fact, we should go shoot a podcast there. We should. Yeah. That, that's where we should record all the time. Yeah. With the wind in the background and everything <laughs> we'll, or we'll find the fallen down house or yeah, whatever right um so carmela's fine one thing that is bringing tony and carmela together lately though is aj mm-hmm. and him being uh, continuously a fuck up yeah um he's 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 slacking off on football because he's you know really throwing himself at his studies right as tony says trying to go to east strasburg state yeah if he did, that's a great line yeah. because like <laughs> i never heard of that school me neither and i don't want to throw shade at anyone who went there but like it could be fake let's just pretend it's fake it could be fake but i'm also like just assuming that it's like not a t- particularly difficult school to get into yeah i mean state school but again no problem there a state school no one's heard of right 
if he thinks he's getting to East Stroudsboro State, he's sadly mistaken. Yeah. And it, a, it's great. A lot different than the Meadow conversations, too, yeah. when it was like, which Ivy League school is she going to? You know, oh, completely. And, and they're hoping AJ just squeaks by. Which he won't. Which he won't. He goes some. He goes. He is in school next year for a little bit. He goes. He yeah. He's, he's in like a community because he's reading about Yeats. Yeats. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Yeats. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. He goes to community college. Right. That's what right. I remember. Um. Yeah. He's uh. You know. Tony went to meet up with his football coach. We don't see the meeting, but you could you could tell. I mean, he wanted to go and hear the same things about AJ that that Coach Marinara said about him. That's totally true. Yeah. Uh, of course. AJ is really not applying himself to that all that much. No, he's applying himself to Devin. Mm-hmm. This is the last time this, we're going to see Devin. Yeah, this is the last time we see Devin, I'm pretty sure. Um, the, the scene with the party is fucking ridiculous. First of all, it looks like the lamest party. Yeah. Why are you going to get a bunch of people in a front yard with a keg? Because... Mm, Anyway, you can do it in high school, I guess. You Who's know, not going to call the cops. Like that's True. that's the thing. Like go in the back. What that house looks like? It has a backyard. It could be very secluded. We don't know. It could be the same house that Tony B's at. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who really knows? There could be. It could be a stranger's house. There could be someone home, but that, they're just doing that's it. That's true too. It's like a flash mob party. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I love how serious. I mean, these these kids are so serious about their party and their bogus cups. Like some people have bogus cups. Yeah, um, little mob boss. Little mob yeah. boss. Exactly. And then he has his enforcer go out and like they're they're beating each other up and stuff like that while he's standing there with his hot girlfriend. And yeah, because of course he he's not going to get his own hands dirty there. <laughs> he doesn't want to dirty his nails. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He he sent the other guy out for the wet work. You know? <laughs> I. Uh, once again, I'm just watching this and and wondering why I ever hated AJ in the first place, or why anyone does, because like literally every line is comic gold that comes out of AJ's mouth. It's fucking great. You're gonna stroke out if you keep acting like this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. You know what's actually the funniest <laughs> moment for me is when is when Tony gets back, uh, and he's he gets back from something and he and Carmela are talking and and AJ just walks by like giggling on the phone yeah like holding like a like a, a little little barbell or something like that <laughs> and he's just his laugh just cracks me up because he's such a little shithead I know he's like <laughs> <laughs> in that moment he's hateable that's for yeah. sure yeah. well it's just hilarious to me it's just like he's just so aloof and like has no idea like what he looks like and we're gonna he, you know he's gonna get cut down to size over the next couple of seasons that's for sure he is yeah so this is this is the the top of the mountain for aj soprano right now <laughs> unfortunately is that's true this is the, as good as it gets young man yeah um but he definitely is one of those dudes who like had a great time in high school and then just like everything else sucked afterwards completely peaked in junior year yeah exactly forever relive that uh, that the few times he got started in football, you know, and you know, in the amazing party that he threw. Yeah. And apparently he's interested in like Steve Rubell and like, and being, becoming a party planner. He's a party man. Who's Steve Rubell again? Steve Rubell is a studio 54 guy. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes. I love that. <laughs> oh, they're, Jesus. That, that, that conversation is like the weirdest little rabbit hole. You know what I mean? Like between Tony and Carmelo. Yeah. 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 I heard <laughs> he was asking about schools to go to for event planning. <laughs> Just like event, like, can you imagine AJ being like a wedding planner or like, or well, planning a bar mitzvah or something? I can see him being like a wedding photographer, but not a really good one. Like doing <laughs> coke in the bathroom and like hitting on all the bridesmaids. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He's, um, directionless. That's for sure. Yeah. You know, um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it makes sense to me that he's Tony's son. Completely. You know, I can see 
Tony's probably a little bit tougher, but I could see that I could see Tony doing a lot of the same stuff in high school. Uh, you know, throwing parties and what's the difference between that and like the card games they they have really. Yeah, <laughs> you know, completely. Like, buy your way in, come in and party. Absolutely. And 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 one of the more interesting scenes is when they have uh, the gardening man there mm-hmm. and they're talking about how po- how poverty is a great motivator. And you just look at uh, at uh, Salvitro, this poor fucking guy, yeah, who's doing their garden for free, I believe. Still, I think so. And it's just like this. Oh, we see him twice actually in this we episode. Do. We do. He, he also gets weird. arrested. <laughs> he gets arrested. I'm the gardener, and then they yank on his arm. Oh man, God, it's so good. It's <laughs> <laughs> there, there are those little moments of of humor in this episode that I really love. Yeah, but like I don't know, this is a hard episode to pot about because like, yeah, it's well, all kind of you know, there's a lot of surface level business going on. It's a surprisingly neat ending to a season. You right. know, they tie up quite a bit. Yes, uh, even down to the mini things like the Salvitro storyline. Yeah, yeah. Um, but <laughs> AJ, uh, AJ will of course forget this whole event planning thing by the middle of next season yeah. at, uh, at Allegra's Sacramony's wedding. He wants to be a helicopter pilot or whatever. Yeah. Or something. Um, but yeah, I mean, people do shit on him a lot, uh, but I still, I guess I feel for him. I still feel for him more now watching this, you know, I mean, he's clearly not cut out to be in Tony's world because he's always kind of been Carmela's little boy, right, you know? Right, Well, they but, also just gave him no tools to survive in the real world because yeah. Tony and Carmela don't. They just don't know how to do it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's you know, he it's, it's like he, if he could talk about what was going on in his life with anyone who would understand, he might have been a little better off. But right. there's just no one. I mean, he can't really relate to his dad and his mom has never really worked an honest day in her life either, you know? That's and, totally true. Not that it's all about work, but, you know. Work, 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 work. He was directionless. Um, yeah, still is. And of course, generally, when they have an AJ centric episode, there's of course a lot of Christopher going on, and that's um, true. Yep, yep. He's not the focus of the episode, but yeah, I mean, we see aside from him hiding from uh, from Phil Leotardo, uh, he's he's dealing with Adriana's death in his own way, and uh, you right, know, lifting weights, Coca Cola, lifting <laughs> weights. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also lifting weights. I guess I didn't think about that till now. But reading books. <laughs> he's two ten pound weights on the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's the same thing with Christopher. I mean, he can't really discuss his feelings about Adriana with anyone. Uh, and again, I love the level of commitment of the show because they have that moment in the motel room where Tony comes by to say that he has to go bury Tony B. And then he says, we never really had a chance to talk about Adriana. And you're kind of expecting that WB seventh heaven moment where it's kind of like, how are you feeling? How are you dealing yeah, with this? Are you exactly. okay? And it's like, you never, what did she say to the FBI? Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. all business, you know, it really it's kind is of amazing. And, and Chris really comes clean and he's managing to, he's managing to keep it cool. But like, you know what Tony says about how they keep it all bottled up. You know what I mean? Like you, mm-hmm. they wonder why they develop chemical dependencies. You know yeah. what I mean? When he says that, it's just like, look, you know that that's sort of it, but that it's your fault that he has all of that stuff to deal with. And yeah, that, he, you know, it's a, it's also a bit of foreshadowing because he's not going to stop being a huge drug addict. Yeah. He's a, he's a dope fiend. Did I give you that already? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's totally all comes back to Tony in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah like absolutely. why isn't he bottled up? You can't t- like if if Christopher went into a monologue about how upset he was for losing Adriana, Tony would check his watch or yeah, exactly. <laughs> or yeah, gra- totally grab his cell phone good. and say, "I got to take this." You know? Yeah, absolutely. I got uh, a thing. He's gonna go eat chicken parm. <laughs> yeah. So um, this will, uh, you know, the relationship from here on out is just gonna be very weird because of this this crazy 
traumatic event that they both went through here with Adriana. Well, and, and it's further, and you know, we we know from this season that Chris has a lot of issues with Tony. Mm-hmm. You know, and we can't forget that that probably hasn't changed. But mm-hmm. he still, you know, but he needed Tony, and he needed to to deal with it. And Tony probably thinks on his end that this is part of sort of the the process of like binding them together fully, you know, for right. his like end game. But it's actually doing the opposite, I think, to Christopher. Oh, totally, yeah. Um, totally. I mean, it's, it's indebting him in this like strange different way, but you know, now their personal relationship, if there ever was one is just totally fractured at this point. Yeah. Awful. Um, and then I think by the time we get to the ride episode next year, we really see that, that they just have nothing left to talk about Mm -hmm. and it's, uh, it's no good. It's dark. It's a no good. Some dark stuff. It's, I mean, this is, I mean, there are light moments in this, this season or in this episode, but you know, we're descending into some real darkness here. We are, yeah. You know, and we get it right off the bat in season six. Well, yes, we do. Um, but going back before the break, we're just saying that, talking about Tony just becoming more isolated. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really the start of it, I yep. think, you know? Yep. Because um, at the beginning of season five, we have Carmela telling Tony that he has no real friends, that no one really cares about him. Yep. And then season five ends with him killing two people who are essentially part of his family, his yep. cousin and Adriana. Yep. Um, so he's really severing t- any real relationships he might have had. He's kind of severing and, um, you know, now he's left with all these people who are just a bunch of lackeys and no one really cares about him. And like yep. Tony B said, it's him and his money. And, you know, that's just where this is all going, really. Completely. Um so, good job, Tony Soprano. Good job, Tony <laughs> Soprano. I mean, he's that, successful. Yeah. His well, house, house is worth a million too. Well, his house is worth a million too, and he didn't get arrested. That's true. Um, speaking of Salvitro, yeah, Salvitro in the can. Tony Soprano not in the can. Not in the can. Yeah. Um, this scene caught me by surprise. So let's jump back. Oh my god, big time! Let's jump back to Johnny Sack in his gown. Yeah, <laughs> which is a great shot. Love that. Johnny's sitting on this table and he's like barking orders at Tony and being a real hard ass and all yeah. that stuff. And that's a really good scene because, like, prior to that, I mean, this is after Tony shoots Tony B. Mm-hmm. Um, he shows up back at the Bing, has his Bialy and his coffee. Yeah, and there's like a somber mood, but you can tell everyone knows what he did and is like. You know, thanks, boss. You know, how do you think everyone knows? Because he did that on his own, and they uh, all know about it. I mean, I feel like they're you know, it's like the fucking babysitters club out there. I'm sure that like the captains mm. in New York talk to the or you know the 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 maid guys in New York talk to the maid guys in New Jersey. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? And I guess Johnny is. They said that Johnny's called a bunch of times, all upset. Yes. So they're probably putting it together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I mean. That's yeah. The, uh, it, it's not implausible to me that they know. Yeah. Without him saying anything, and they're all kind of treating it like he had to put a dog down. You know, <laughs> they're all kind of yeah, like exactly. You know, we're here for you, Skip. <laughs> you there other fish in the sea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's hilarious, dark um, and hilarious. Everybody leaves. He reads the newspaper on his own. Mm. Speaks more of the isolation you're talking about. Mm. But that phone call is great because because Johnny Sat comes on really strong, and we find out toward the end of the episode that that's a total act. You know, because mm. he's trying to appease Phil. And Phil is out of control, right. essentially. So, so, so John is trying to support him, and or at least like stand behind him and push on Tony mm-hmm. to to. Well, I don't know what he wants at that point because because he's dead. But like, yeah, Tony plays. It's a great scene between the two of them, especially for a phone scene that must not be easy. 
because yeah. Johnny is so high energy and Tony is just like calm and morose and like it's over John, you yeah. know? Yeah. And he says, no offense. I got an IQ of 136. It's been tested. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, and then, then he's like, do you, so my question to you is, do you think that like when Johnny invites him into the city and uh, Tony refuses him by telling him what his IQ is, which mm-hmm. my mother told me never to do. <laughs> uh, I got an IQ of, of uh, 121. Really? Did you, have you actually been tested for it? No. Okay. <laughs> um, but uh, I, was just, <laughs> I was trying to think of a high number, but it didn't come out as high as I was hoping. 71. Yeah. <laughs> 108. <laughs> uh, but, uh, y- you know, he's just, he's, uh, well, I was going to ask you, do you think that they were going to try to whack Tony or no, do something to him? I don't think so, but I think, Johnny Sack reads it appropriately and is kind of like, oh, I, I see how that was coming off, you know, and to, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think they were actually going to though. He also doesn't want to be in the room with fucking Phil Leotardo screaming I was say at that him. that too, probably. Yeah, he, wants, totally. he wants it to be one-on-one, just the two of them, and Johnny's willing to do that. And well, and it shows that like Tony actually na- navigated, although it was a shit situation, Tony navigated it well because at the end of the day, shit with John was put to bed Mm -hmm. and he made a reasonable offer to Phil to, you know, to give him some of his points on the Bloomfield operation, whatever the fuck that is. Right. Uh, it must be nice being a writer in the Sopranos. You can just make shit up. Uh, (laughs) No one's gonna check. Exactly. And, uh, and I mean, and it's, and it's really too bad that, that Johnny gets arrested so quickly because like, you know, it's clear that their relationship was getting back on track, Mm -hmm. like really quickly, you know, they had a real, they had a heart to heart, they did as much as you can on <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, exactly. It's also great dramatic irony too, because he he did this so he wouldn't have to deal with Phil and his bullshit, and then yep. he kills Tony B, and then immediately Johnny Sack gets arrested, and now he's gonna have to deal with Phil all the time. But it's still lucky that they 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 took care of it before he went into the can. Yes, because probably he does explain later on that you know as long as they keep Johnny happy, he'll keep a lid on Phil. Right, and so like in the end. I mean, even though once John dies and like they kind of step on a bee's nest again, um, the shit does come up later mm-hmm. on, you know, because Phil just totally hates Tony and all of his fucking stupid New Jersey family or whatever. Right. Um, but like he does a good job of putting it to bed as best he can. Yeah. I and mean, he brings it back to business. Exactly. He talks money and that's kind of the universal language. They're all willing, willing to talk. You know, that's, that's, that's what helps quiet the mutiny on, in his crew. And that's yep. what's helping, or, you know, I guess will kind of help Phil in the future, get over it as much as he can. Yep. You know? Oh, you know what I'm realizing is that the joke I made earlier about must be nice being a Sopranos writer, uh, actually is, doesn't go as far as I thought because, he says the Bloomfield operation, which my cousin was running. Mm. So I assume that that was the casino, maybe. Oh, I guess so. Probably. Okay. So that existed. but It did. But, but it's, the exception that, it's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. We're not going to take any shit about that. Yeah. No, absolutely not. I don't want any fucking tweets about this. <laughs> um, which means tweet us. Which means tweet us. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know what? If you have a complaint, write it in the iTunes reviews. Sure. That's, yeah. That's, you know, put it on the permanent record. Go. But only if you give us five stars first. Yeah, exactly. Five star, 
but bad review. We'll take that. I love those. Yeah. That's great. Uh, that scene has probably one of our favorite lines, the 500-pound elephant in the room, <laughs> which is a very small elephant, <laughs> ultimately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, so much. It's an, great. It took me like three watches to catch that. Same, yeah. I never really picked up on that. <laughs> and then I was like, can, wait a minute. <laughs> he delivers the lines so seriously. <laughs> it's great. Um, but yeah, it's a good scene. I, I, I always love the two of them together, and they, 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 they both bring it in that scene. Um, they do bring it. They really bring it. And then the the FBI showing up was one of the more was more shocking to me than the Tony B killing. That was like the most that, the first time that happened. It was so confusing and alarming and just me too. All, uh, it was insane. Well, and, and but it's nice how like it's it's so, it's a little bit of mayhem as Polly would say mm-hmm. in this episode. You know, he kills he kills Tony B and then he goes to meet with John and then things seem to be okay and then oh it's the FBI. It's a really well shot scene where you can see the FBI guys coming over the hill. Yeah. And the shot doesn't really shift, you know what I mean? It's right. like it's a shot of John mostly from what I remember and then it's like these guys pop up and I've never seen Tony run like that (laughs) never thought I would and how I mean I don't know where Johnny Sack lives but he walks home Jesus I know I mean I know from the school he says he's like two or three miles out but that's it's a long way yeah yeah for sure and like six miles in New Jersey is like they must live pretty close together you know I guess so yeah six miles like I I would walk six miles probably in the city but then when I'm out in the suburbs it feels like 12 you know I don't know why but for some reason it's because blocks are longer and there's nothing around yeah there's nothing to look at really yeah Um, fucking trees he's running in the snow Uh, oh and and Johnny Sack gets tackled in the snow I love that shot (laughs) him coming up with the covered (laughs) his face just covered and once again Salvitro I'm the gunner (laughs) it's awesome Ah! <laughs> uh, poor Ginny Sack. I don't think she gets handcuffed, but uh, certainly startled. Very startled when they first walk in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that whole Tony's whole journey home. I, I just, it's just great. It's just really. I, I mean, it's, it's it's like comfort TV as much as this dark show could be. You know. Well, it also shows how serious Tony sees the situation to be. Yeah, he doesn't stand there and just put his hands up and like start being a smartass. He like runs. Right. He doesn't give a fuck. And it's probably because it's the FBI and not cops. Yeah. You know? And, may- um, and maybe he's thinking Johnny set him up there. I mean, at first, uh, you know? Oh, yeah. Maybe he thinks that, that's, that they've been listening the whole time that Johnny's wired up. Right. He also, as we find out way later on, has a firearm with hollow point ammunition in it. Right. Right. Which also shows that he was, like, ready to throw down at this meeting. True. Very true. Yeah. Yeah. He uh, That'll come back big. I wonder mm-hmm. if they knew that here in this finale or if that was just a little minor detail or I, I wonder how much was planned out I don't know the shot of him throwing the gun is like awfully serious it is and they definitely focus I mean they're, they cut to the shot of the gun landing in the snow yeah but I just remember I mean we, we we saw David Chase speak and he would kind of talk about how they didn't really th- they didn't think too much ahead of the season they were already in but then again I mean at the time, there was only going to be a 6A, and it was only going to be 10 episodes. Yeah. And then they extended it, because I think HBO just wanted more, and there was more money, and hard to turn that kind of money down, obviously. Right, right, right. And then we so, get the Vito Misto. Yeah. So uh, maybe they did have that planned ahead, and that's some that's some good um, uh, forethought, and I guess kind of foreshadowing. Yeah. Um, I like that. And, yeah. and, it's, and it's not like a huge thing. It's not There's not like a big orchestra hit when he throws the gun. No, of course. You know what I mean? But he, that is one of the things in the series finale that they, that uh, his lawyer, um, his lawyer is not Melvoin, it's Mink, right? Yeah. Um, Mink says that 
that someone's going to testify. They assume it's Carlo and that he's like 80 to 90 percent sure they got him on the gun charge. So that's uh, so that comes back in the f- series finale, you know, as one of the things that he's going to have to face tr- stand trial for. Yeah. So I don't know. They might have they might have planned it. It's weird because I watched both scenes back to back. The scene of him and Johnny talking in this episode and then the scene when they do a flashback, quote unquote, yep. at the beginning of 6B. And they were shot differently. So they actually did go back and reshoot that scene oh. or use different takes, I guess. It's, it's strange, but it's not the same scene. Um, is, it, is it the same outfit? Does he look like it was the yeah, same day? But it's like it's the last couple lines of him and Johnny, and when Johnny's like, "You want a coffee?" and then then Tony starts running. Those are from a different angle, and they're different takes. They're definitely different line readings. But it was the same day. Same, I probably, but I don't know why they chose to use different takes for some reason instead of just replaying this. Uh, yeah, so. that's interesting. I always thought about that. Yeah. I never didn't. looked though. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't and I did look. Yeah. Um so uh that I mean that wraps up season 5. I guess the 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 big pieces for season 6 that they set up here are uh I mean the Carmela and Adriana thing, uh Phil becoming boss and Junior becoming Stunad and Junior becoming a little crazy and AJ being more of a fuck up. Right. And um and then, of course, we get a lot of veto next next year. Maybe too much. Might, some might say. Some might say. Yeah. I'm ready. To, I'm ready to debate. Yeah. All day long. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really is for the Soprano. I mean, they never did. They never really did the cliffhanger mm-hmm. ending. But they. Uh, this is as close as we get. Kind of. Yeah. But then again, it's 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 wrapped up pretty well. Um, it of course ends with uh, we come back to the bear. We're back right here at the beginning of the se- uh, you know where we were at the beginning of the season. Only this time it's Tony coming in through the woods in the backyard. God damn it. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if there was any question about it before this, I mean, it's a pretty direct, you know, image yeah. callback clearly, here. Clearly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Carmelo's of course worried about his shoes being all wet, <laughs> which is really yeah. funny to me, of course. Um, but I yeah. want to know how his jacket got torn on the shoulder. He kind of looks like an old timey poor guy. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> he has a jar full of change. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know, yeah, one of those knapsack things on the stick over right, his shoulder. Right. Yeah, the picnic picnic basket. Yeah, or the picnic blanket. Um, love the song coming in again. I love that it ends with the glad tidings from New York. Yeah, yeah. it's just a great, great episode. This, uh, you know, I mean, maybe it's. I always come back to these. Maybe last it's too two. good. Is that what you're saying? Maybe it's too good. Maybe we shouldn't have talked about it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, but that wraps up season five, which is maybe the best season. It's still hard to say. It's way up there. It's I mean, way up there. Tell us what you think. Yeah, I I've gone back and forth between like this and season three, and then six B is amazing, and but then like they're all really amazing. But season five is just is great. Um, there's a lot of like. Just a lot of cool dramatic irony to the whole thing, you yep. know. Um, of course, after he kills Tony B, Johnny gets arrested, and well, he was worried about Adriana being a rat. It was Jimmy Patriol the whole time over in New York, who was more of a problem for those other guys. And Ray Curdo. And Ray Curdo, of course, yeah. Um, and maybe Eugene at this point. We don't yeah. really know. Oh, one thing we should point out is that um, that Neil Mink gives us a lot as as far as like telling us what's going on oh right right so he kind of he he basically says as firmly as anyone could in this this show this doesn't involve tony he doesn't have to worry about that yeah so we know he doesn't have to worry about that on johnny's side for now but we just had jimmy patriel flip um we know that ray flipped there's like all this stuff going on so it's like in a way it's sort of like an only matter of time kind of thing it is, yeah, yeah. And I really love, I, I really love Neil Mink and his like 
So rub a hunchback's hump, hump <laughs> or whatever, you know, like <laughs> be of good cheer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like these little things that you never know what's going to bring you down, you know, yeah. and especially in this world, it could be a, could be someone like Jimmy, it could be someone like Adriana, it could be a minor gun charge. That's ultimately the thing, you know I mean? Well, also one of the things that Neil Mink says to him at one point, um, when he, when he stashes all that money with him mm. is is uh you know you'll pay me when i actually do something mm. so as far as we know mink is like tony's lawyer but he doesn't he he doesn't you know charge a fee for these phone calls that tony makes yeah or something like that and he, it seems like it, as much as as much as you can read into this like he's kind of saying like the day will come when we'll have to do a big trial and you're gonna right. pay me millions of dollars or whatever right you know yeah. Um, which is also not a vote of confidence either. <laughs> no. you know? um, but they, again, in the series finale, I think he says something like we knew this day would come. And Tony says basically, yeah, I guess I did. You know? Um, yeah. It's, it's, that's the life they chose really. It is. You know? And, 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 and I always, I always think about that line that, that Melfi says, I forget when, but you know, Tony says, it's, I kind of wish it was me out there. And she goes, giving the beating or taking it. Mm. And it's like, that's, that's a serious, uh, that's a thing. Yeah. That's a, that's a McMuffin. <laughs> it's a little McMuffin. It's the bingo. We're just waiting for the bango. The bingo bango. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it. I guess we, the, is there anything else from the from the episode? No, I mean, no, yeah, I'm spent. That's it. Okay. Uh, all right. We have some questions this week for uh, the season five finale. Um, this one comes from at drone in dub. Uh, the WB retcons, retcons a sitcom on the premise that Chrissy and Adriana enter witness protection program and start a new life in the Midwest. Outline the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this like a B plot? <laughs> yeah, this is like they get a. I, I'm picturing a laugh track. All right, it's right off the bat. I think it's a laugh track, single camera show. Oh, okay. Or no, I guess like three cam sitcom type show. Right, right. Yeah. And people applaud when uh, when Adriana comes in. They go, woo! Oh yeah, totally. And then Christopher has like you know he he like he kind of maybe has his, his Cosmo Kramer entrance, you know. Yeah, um, I'd love to see it more like Saved by the Bell. Okay, you know, like when they kiss, everyone like kind of. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm yeah, totally into that. That would be great. Um, I think Christopher's mom lives across the street. Obviously, um, they they <laughs> yeah. cast a new brother for Christopher, played by Brad Garrett who's very tall and has a very deep voice and may or may not have been in everybody loves Raymond as a brother. Right. Um, obviously he's got to be in the show and, um, and yeah, it's just Christopher trying to make his way at the, uh, he works for the post office and, um, he works for the post office Yeah, sure. and he steals people's mail. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, there's gotta be that element to it still yeah, where he's totally. still kind of scamming a little bit, but he steals like dumb stuff. He steals dumb stuff. And then also like, it turns out it was for, uh, like the charity at the high school or something like that. <laughs> you know? Then he feels bad and gives it back. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, also he's still writing screenplays and, um, maybe gets one made eventually. Maybe not. I love that idea. Okay, great. Um, this one comes from at Paul from the gym. I think he's written in before. <laughs> I love I love this name. Um, this is kind of what we were talking about there with like the weird dramatic irony at the end. Do you guys think that Tony Soprano would have still killed Tony B if Johnny was arrested sooner? So if Johnny was arrested in the, the first scene of this episode, do you think that would have changed things? Or would he have tried to kill Phil instead maybe? Just, you know, would he be a little bold? I don't know. I think that he... 
that's a really fuck. That's a great question. Mm. I mean, don't you think that? I mean, we got to realize that so much of this was about the you don't want to take shit from John type thing. Mm-hmm. Do you think that he would have made the right decision a little bit quicker? Mm. Oh, maybe. I mean, if Phil was in charge and he had, he had to, yeah, maybe. And it wasn't. He doesn't about, like Phil a lot. He doesn't like Phil too much, though. Yeah, certainly less than John. So I guess that's an interesting point. I mean, I think that he probably would have had to just because, unfortunately, Phil has a case. You know, like, no, he really does. Yeah, and he's not the kind of guy you want to you want to have a case. Yeah. If John was arrested earlier, I don't know. But the, you got to remember also, John was John was fairly on the ball in prison. Mm-hmm. You know, he was still making, he's he was still, still boss. Right. His brother-in-law, whatever, was <laughs> the playing the messenger this there. This hilarious guy yeah. who we're going to meet soon. Yeah. It's great. The coffee with the chicory. Um, <laughs> it's yeah, fucking amazing. That. Like, <laughs> that shit is hilarious. But I, I, I think so. I think that that would have ended up happening. Yeah. I mean, like Vito says, Eugene says he wants to go to go to Brooklyn and, uh, and uh, clean some time pieces. Mm-hmm. And Vito says, basically, if, you know, Tony B, Tony B killed a captain's brother, if Tony... S tried to kill someone or tried to kill Phil, they would like, they might as well take Tony S out themselves. Yeah. So clearly, uh, yeah, Phil unfortunately had a case. Tony knew what he had to do. He, he just didn't want to do it. So, oh, wait, in that scene, so is Vito saying that they should take Tony S out or yeah. that they should take Tony B out? No, that they should take Tony S out. Like, like really, he's going to go over there and kill Phil? We might as well just kill him ourselves. We might as well just kill Tony ourselves then. If like, Because basically he's saying like then uh, at yeah. that point, Brooklyn would just rain down on them, as Johnny yeah. says, you know, and just Even probably crazier. kill all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this one comes from at T Mansis, uh, in, in this person's opinion, casting on the Sopranos was excellent, but is there any one actor you think didn't fit the character? His would have been, or his or hers would have been Steve Buscemi as uh, Tony B. Wrong. I like Tony B. Disagree. Yeah. Um, um, you just need, you just, I mean, it, it, this show is, I think the interesting thing about casting Steve Buscemi is that A, he's a great actor, mm-hmm. but B, visually, he he's a great contrast to Tony, you know, he's yes. like a, a short, thin guy, and it's like a Looney Tunes thing, like Tony's a big, fat guy, he's a short, thin guy, right? you know, it's 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 good, it all sort of makes sense, I mean, he's a, he's a little funny looking, as they say in Fargo, a little, yep, <laughs> um, but, you know, that's cool, he's bugsy, he's bugsy, yeah, um, I don't know, who would yours be? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I said before that I feel bad saying it now, but Joe Ganascoli is like serviceable, but maybe not serviceable. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's good. He's actually a good actor, but maybe he just wasn't ready for the weight of the Vito thing. He didn't fully commit to Vito and Vito's gay storyline, in yeah. my opinion. So maybe if they had someone who was a little more committed, that's a good point. Um, maybe him. Um, but y- I yeah. feel like everything else works pretty well. I, <laughs> I mean, some of AJ's friends, some of AJ's friends, honestly, the guy with Phil at the beginning of this episode, who's saying it's a guy's mother is not the best actor. Um, <laughs> I, I, I can live with that. <laughs> I can live with it. For the amount of lifting that he's having to do. Yeah. It's a little cartoonish. But yeah. I can live with it. That's for sure. Um, but no, I mean, for the most part, I feel like everyone mostly fits. Except for that Gandolfini guy. Yeah. They really should have recast him. I see a young David Duchovny <laughs> as, as Tony Soprano. Wouldn't that have been fucking hilarious? <laughs> or like James Spader. Yeah, or <laughs> That would have been God. so weird. James Spader who beat uh, James Gandolfini his last year of eligibility at the Emmys for the, for the Sopranos. He won for some, he won for like private practice or some bullshit, uh, which is crazy. All right. All right. Um, Say it ain't so. Yeah, uh, well, you know. Um, 
This one comes from uh, our old friend Cosmo the Ass Man. What's your favorite album? I know Abbey Road has been mentioned a few times, and it's hard to compete with the sultry Dino Latino. <laughs> Do you have a favorite album? Dino Latino. Yeah. I have, we haven't listened to that in a while. I know. Uh, I don't know. Abbey Road's way up there. Abbey Road's way up there. It's definitely between that and like the Chronic 2001. <laughs> yep. Another good one. <laughs> I don't know. My favorite album is usually the last one I've listened to, or you know, yeah. I'll go through phases, but I don't know. I think Abbey Road is way up there, mm. but it's it's really really hard to say. Like I, uh, you know, the Clash, London Calling for me, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, let it bleed. Any is good. Of, any of Britney Spears' records? Yep. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> way up there. Uh, I like Dark Twisted Fantasy. I love Songs for the Deaf. I'm a big Queens of the Stone Age guy. That's a big one. It's a great album. Jesus or Jesus, as mm-hmm. my mom says. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Illmatic is a good one, too. Illmatic. Jesus. Um, yeah, if you're at the gym. Sure. Uh, what do you think the most underrated episode of Sopranos is? This is from our friend What About Elizabeth. We, uh, who we, he, he claims he's not a stunad. We, 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 we inferred that he was a stunad last week, but he's not. I, I was trying not to be a... No, uh, trying not just, to be heavy. He knows, he knows. We're, we're kidding around. Uh... He or she knows. Most favorite underrated episode of The Sopranos. Like his or hers is the ride from season six with the Vipers. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, um, Johnny Cakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah for me, it's got to be Johnny Cakes. I'm down with Johnny Cakes. Yeah. Um, for me, I don't know. I like I liked in Camelot watching it this time. It's a really weird episode, the one with the, the JFK. Yeah, well, happy you're more birthday. aware of what's underrated and what isn't. You I know? guess, yeah. I'm trying to think. Um, the finale. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, I think people forget about everything else that happens in the finale except for that final scene. That's it's, true. It's a good episode. It's a really good that. episode. Also, the 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 penultimate episode, which was originally sort of the finale. Yeah, um, great one. I I don't think it's underrated as much as like slept on because of the finale. Probably. Um, um, I don't know. A lot of season four episodes. All of season four is underrated and it shouldn't be. It's really good. Yeah. Um, Very good. Yes. That's the answer. All right. So uh, that's going to wrap it up. Um, we'll be back in like September-ish, mid-September probably. Yeah. We got to take a little time, get a little sun. We yep. got to tan like Polly. Um, you're going to, yeah, take some vacation time. So you guys just keep listening on double speed so you can listen to it multiple times, of course. Uh, we listen to it on half speed also. Yeah. It sounds slowed, slowed down. honestly better. Yeah. And yeah. as someone pointed out this week, it syncs up perfectly with the wizard of Oz. <laughs> That's great. I love that someone did that. <laughs> so, uh, so do that for the next couple of weeks. Enjoy your summer. We're going to enjoy ours. We'll be back to talk members only. I would say mid September, probably, um, yeah, December. Okay. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe summer of next year. Okay. Sounds perfect. You know, we'll summer 2018. That. We'll be yeah, back. Yeah, exactly. This is actually the last one guys. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> We're not coming back ever. Sorry. The Beatles are breaking up. Uh, all right. So in the meantime, of course, as always subscribe on iTunes, follow us on Twitter, uh, tell a friend, scream it from the rooftops, scream it in someone's face, announce it on the subway, stand up on a restaurant table and yell it to everyone in the restaurant, but pay your bill first, always. put it in your email signature, take out a Craigslist ad, talk to the ad man and buy some ad time on the subway and the taxi cab monitors which is very important um put it in your aim profile do a sky writing <laughs> put it in sky mall magazine uh put it in the airport buy a pop-up on Pornhub. send a send a grandmother to your telegram is what i wrote that's good uh engineer ransomware the most of the major hospitals in the world <laughs> and uh don't let anyone get service until they've listened to all of our episodes uh put it on a milk carton buy one of those sign trucks uh that you see around new york and put a little sign on there and ring the bell all the way home <laughs> that's <course>. one. <laughs> and um and i think that what you could also do is you could uh you oh you could you could buy 
two things. Well, okay, so <laughs> wait, wait until you get put on the kiss cam at a baseball game. Yes. And then hold up a sign that says WZTI. <laughs> Evan and the B. Evan and the B. <laughs> Every yes, week. Except, do that. Except, except for the summer. All right, perfect. Uh, all right, guys, enjoy the rest of your summer. We'll be back soon. We'll this see is- you on the kiss cam. WZTI, <laughs> Evan and the B. Have a good summer. In the business, we'll shake hands and talk in numbers. In the princess, will wake up from her slumber. Then all the knights will step forth with their armbands. And every stranger you meet in the street will make demands. So believe no.